Thanks for listening to the Crosspoint Podcast. This is the Young Adults Ministry of the Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Here we desire to see this generation of young adults reached and revived with the gospel of Christ. We believe our generation has the opportunity to change the world as we know it. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. at Franklin Road Baptist Church. Our prayer is that our podcast will help you grow in your relationship with God. Enjoy the Crosspoint Podcast. Anybody else notice that? Where is it? Who stole it? I just told someone today, I said, there is like a stealing problem in this church. I buy stuff for Crosspoint and I don't tell anybody else that I even have it because people will take it and never return it. I bet I know where it is. I'm going to go look after as soon as class is over. Proverbs 23, if you got your Bibles. Um, Today is obviously Mother's Day. Um, we are going verse by verse through the book of 1 Thessalonians. Um, 1 Thessalonians 4 talks about how to please God by abstaining from fornication and how it affects your sanctification. Seemed a little heavy for Mother's Day, so we're going to pull out of that series for just a week and uh, give you something that uh, the Lord has uh, been working on my heart about. And so I'm going to ask you to do something that I think I've only done once or twice, but um, wherever you look the most, okay, so I, I'm going to give you where I think that probably is, but um, maybe if you're just ultra spiritual, then you can do this. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull out your phone, pull out your notes section. Um, if you say, I never look at my phone, I'm never on my phone, then congratulations. You are one of the exceptions to the rule. Um, and so just find a place to write this down. We're going to talk about today what's on your mind, what's on your mind, and kind of give you a three-step biblical process for how to... Um, really how to make sure that your mind is focused on God. And here's what I'm learning. I'll give you a little bit of background as to really maybe why I'm going this direction. I'm not convinced that this is going to be the last you'll hear of something like this. Um, our Wednesday night Bible studies will resume on Wednesday, June the 5th. And so um, right now what I am looking at doing is having a Sunday morning lesson series that on Wednesday is a little bit more uh, in-depth. So they'll actually go hand in hand and um, have a little bit more discussion, conversation along with it, more of a study um, side on Wednesday nights, but more of the teaching on Sundays. And so um, right now it kind of feels like that the Lord is leading me in kind of this direction of the mind. Um, we talked about the soul last fall, and so um, maybe follow that, that up with some teaching on the mind. And so here's what I want to do. I want to read Proverbs 23, verse number 7, give you some background as to why, or pray, and then give you some background as to kind of why we're doing this. And I really just want to talk to, talk to your heart, okay? So here's what I'm going to do is I want to give you three steps and then I'm going to give you a question to kind of ask yourself um, throughout the week as far as how to answer what's on your mind. So Proverbs 23 verse number seven, one that you probably know, one that you probably memorized, um, but here's what it says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. The rest of the verse says, eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So he's saying that your actions or maybe your words say one thing, but your mind and your heart are actually not with that person or with God if you want a spiritual application. Can you read the first phrase there with me of verse number seven all the way to the word eat? Ready, begin. 
For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. What is on your mind? Sometimes someone asks you that question and normally it's the result of maybe they've seen something in your countenance, they've seen something in your demeanor, they've seen something in maybe how you're interacting with others and so they say, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? And the sad thing that most of us have failed to realize is this, is that what we think about, about is who we are. What we think about is who we are. And that's not just true for the Christian. That's true for really anybody. If you let your mind think and ponder all of these evil things and, and you fill your mind with evil, then guess what? You are eventually going to act out upon the evil that you've been thinking about. For the Christian, where that applies to us is if we can fill our minds with the things of God, if we can fill our minds with a focus on Jesus Christ, if we can fill our minds with what He has called us to, then I believe that what we'll see is that that also begins to allow us to act upon that. And so let's pray and let's ask God to help us. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity you've given us to look into your word. Lord, I pray that you'd bless us as we study this today, Lord, not a typical lesson for me, not a typical way to teach it. And so, God, I ask that you would just take these words, bless them, pray that you would help people to apply them to their heart, apply them to their lives. In your name we pray. Amen. So for the last couple of really months, um, I guess I have been kind of encountered with a couple of different scenarios that have caused me to realize just how important our minds are to the Christian life. Um, some of the conversations that I've been having, and it really all kind of came to a head this past week. On Monday, we did a Q&A chapel um, here for our school kids. We've been trying to change up how we do some of our chapels, and so one of the things that we did was we said, all right, we'll give everybody a note card, we'll let them fill out a question, and uh, we'll take a whole chapel and try to answer those. Well, we gave them out early so that we could study for them. None of them turned them in, so we got like six questions ahead of time. Um, as usual with high school kids, they waited until the last minute. So right before chapel, we're like, everybody take a card, everybody take a card. So as they were coming in, we're trying to give them cards. And uh, we ended up with like, I think it was 52 more questions that came in. Out of those 52 questions, I believe there were probably five or six that were directly related to uh, mental health. Um, on Wednesday after that, I went to a small Christian school up in Kentucky and preached a chapel service up there. They have me do a preschool and kindergarten chapel, so it's K-4 and K-5, and then they have what's called high school chapel, and when I said yes to high school chapel, I thought that meant like, you know, ninth through 12th grade or 7th through 12th grade or throw in some 6th graders. It's 1st through 12th grade. I was like, wow, like who do I talk to? Like you kind of feel like, like okay, I need to give some sort of deep theology to the 12th graders and then play a like clapping game with the first graders or something. And so I ended up just sharing uh, something that the Lord had kind of uh, help, used to help me about prayer out of Philippians chapter number 4. And talked about problems, talked about how that prayer is the answer to our problems, talked about how the peace of God comes after we pray. And so just shared really something very simple that hopefully that a 12th grader could take and apply to their life, but also a 1st grader could take and apply to their life. And afterwards, I went out to eat with the assistant pastor um, that works in the church, and he also helps out in the school. And he said, I really appreciated you what you talked about. And he said, whether you believe it or not, he says, this is a smaller Christian school. And he said, we've actually had multiple children in our Christian school. It's an army school. It's uh, right across, really across the street from Fort Campbell. He said, we've actually had multiple children in our school come and talk to someone about suicidal thoughts, about depression, anxiety, some of, the, some of those things. And what I'm finding is that more and more we're talking about stuff that maybe is not where people are living. 
And so when we talk about what's on your mind, I'm not here to say that I'm any expert. I'm not here to say that necessarily I've even figured anything out. I just simply want to give you a framework and a process for some thoughts from Scripture that can help you with your mind. And here's what, what I'm learning is it doesn't matter what end of the spectrum you fall on in this thing. It doesn't matter if you're in deep and, and you feel like that you need to go and seek counsel and seek medical treatment for anxiety or for depression, for some of those things, all the way to maybe you're just struggling with stress. Maybe you're just struggling with sinful thoughts. Maybe you're struggling with things that no one else knows about. It, there's a wide variety here, and here's what I'm finding is that sometimes the verses that we've known all of our lives, we kind of tend to push those to the side. And the verses that I'm going to give you today are not anything new if you've been in Christianity for any time at all. But it's a matter of how you apply them. And if you're not careful, what you will allow to happen is the, in this world is you will allow everything but God to have a handle on your mind. Your job will control your mind. Your friendships will control your mind. Your education will control your mind. Your social media, your entertainment, all of these things affect our minds. And if we're not careful, it's like, and I'm going to use this illustration in just a second, but if we're not careful, we'll put 15 different hoses into the pool and then wonder why it's full of something we don't want it to be full of. When if we put the hose of the Word of God into our minds and we fill our lives with God's Word and what He has to say, then we can begin to act on it. So the first step is this. First step is this. Number one, guard your mind by eliminating thoughts. Guard your mind by eliminating thoughts. I want you to take your Bible and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. I'm going to have you turn with me. Put that in your phone. Put it on a piece of paper. But 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. Okay? Once again, a popular verse, but I want to give you an application from it. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, if you think you're turning slow, I'm the guy who's up here having to turn in front of everybody. So hopefully you didn't beat me in that Bible sword drill. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 5 says this, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Guard your mind. Here's what I was going to use as the illustration for that, okay? You can't drown in a pool that you don't fill up. You can't drown in a pool that you don't fill up, which means this. If you don't like the way that your life is going, then look at what you're thinking about. Your life right now is going in the direction of your thoughts. If you spend all your days consumed with social media, consumed with the news, consumed with this thing, consumed with politics, consumed with whatever, okay, your life is going to begin to act upon those things. If you spend all your time watching uh, certain shows, if you spend all your time listening to a certain type of music, if you spend all your time in a classroom, your life is going to follow the direction of your thoughts, which means this. If you don't like the direction that your life is going, evaluate your thoughts. Begin to guard your thoughts. When I use the illustration of that you can't drown in a pool that's not full, here's what I'm saying. Is if you don't like what you're swimming in, step back and look at the hoses that you've used to fill up the pool. The Bible talks about that if thine eye offend thee, what do you do? Pluck it out. Meaning this, that if you don't like what you're thinking about, Stop, letting your, stop putting yourself in a position to think about it. 
If you don't like the thoughts that are a result of the TV shows that you're watching, if you don't like the thoughts of maybe, maybe the friendships that you have, if you don't like the thoughts that you're having about stress and about work and about depression and about anxiety, stop putting yourself in a position to where that's what you have to think about. Pull the hose. Pull the hose out. Stop filling your mind with the thoughts and the things that are leading you to that point. Guard your mind. The Bible says that to guard your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. And really, in Proverbs 23, verse 7, we kind of see how the heart and mind are used a little bit interchangeably in Scripture. For he says, as a man thinketh in his heart. Well, how do you think in your heart? You think in your heart because you think in your mind, and your mind is attached to your heart. And so if you don't like the direction of your life, if you just think, well, I'm just this big ball of stress, and all I do is worry, and all I do is this, then pull the hose. Get it out. If you don't like maybe the way that your friendships are treating you, then eliminate the friendship. If you don't like the way that maybe your job is, is causing you to think, then get rid of the job. If you don't like the actions that you're, you're choosing to maybe act upon, if you don't like the way that you're living your life, then pull the hose and begin to put in what you desire God to do. Guard your heart. Guard your mind by eliminating thoughts. So what thoughts, here's the question, what thoughts this week... Should you eliminate because they do not keep you focused on God? What thoughts should you eliminate this week because they don't keep you focused on God? There's, that's very simple, okay? That means that when a bill comes in this Thursday and all of a sudden you begin to doubt, you begin to stress, you begin to worry, are those thoughts from God or are those thoughts from yourself? If you don't like it, then let's pull that hose. Let's guard our minds by eliminating thoughts. Let's pluck it out, okay? If you're having sinful thoughts, then what's the root of those sinful thoughts? Where are they coming from? Where's your weak moments? What are your times to where you're, fa you're failing, where you're falling, okay? Guard your mind. Guard your mind by eliminating thoughts. Then secondly is this. Guide your mind by adding thoughts. Guide your mind by adding thoughts. The Bible teaches us in Romans chapter number 12, verse uh, number 1, it says, by the renewing of our mind. Our mind works off of habit, okay? It works off of patterns, which means this, that if you, the longer you think about something, the harder it's going to be to stop thinking about something. You've developed a habit. You've developed a pattern, Okay? And so now the renewing of your mind means that you have to now guide your mind into new thoughts and new habits. And so what you have to do as a Christian is this. Take the old that you want to guard against and guide your thoughts to what God would have you to, to guide. The way that the world would teach this is they would say, okay, if you're thinking low of yourself, then, then eliminate those lowly thoughts of yourself and replace them with really good thoughts about yourself, okay? You're not incapable. You are capable. You're not a loser. You're a winner. Like, okay, do you see what I'm saying? And while the world teaches that, the truth is, is that they're copying that from Scripture. What does Philippians chapter number 4 verse 8 say? It says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are of good report, that's where you put your mind. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Lamentations chapter number 3. Lamentations chapter number 3, okay? I shared this on, a, um, on one of our uh, CFC things, and it, I have never seen this in Lamentations until the other day. leads to what you act upon. 
And here's what I'm stepping back and looking at, is there's a lot of Christians that are acting upon things that, number one, don't matter, okay? But number two, there's Christians that are acting upon things that are unpleasing to God, that are disobedient, that are sinful. Why is that? It's because our minds are not focused on what God would have them to be focused on. Isaiah 26.3 says this, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. So your first question, guard your, heart, or guard your mind by eliminating thoughts. What thoughts do you need to eliminate this week? Second question, guide your mind by adding thoughts. What thoughts do I need to add to my life this week? Third thought and third question is this, gird your mind by focusing on on God. Gird your mind by focusing on God. So here's your question, okay? How can I stay focused? How can I keep my mind focused on God throughout this week? It sounds trivial, but sometimes just something as simple as jotting down a verse on a card and putting it in your pocket. Can I tell you one of the things that I am utilizing more and more because I realize how attached I am to it? And so I'm trying to redeem it is my phone. And my notes app is packed right now. In fact, the three thoughts that I just shared with you today are three thoughts that I put into my phone on Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember which day. Because I want to have something to where when I get on there, I want my thoughts to be guided. Where I actually learned it was, it was through a carnal thing. I wanted to have some reminders for when I went and played golf. And so I put a bunch of little things in my phone about the things that I need to remember when I go play golf. Like, don't do this. Don't, like, don't choke up. Stand closer to the ball. Like, all these little like, reminders and hab bad habits that I was trying to break. And I thought, if I'm willing to do that with a stupid golf game, why wouldn't I do that with, my, with the Word of God? And if it's true that what you think about is who you become, per Scripture, not science. Long before science ever figured it out, Scripture figured it out. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If that is true, then who are you becoming? Who are you becoming? Sadly, for most of us, if we answered that question, we would have to answer it honestly and say, I'm becoming a stressful person. I'm becoming a sinful person. I'm becoming a vengeful person. I'm becoming, a, I'm becoming a hopeless person. And all of that is directly linked to what you think about. And so this week, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Ask yourself the question, what's on your mind? What's on my mind? Am I, am I guarding against thoughts that I should be eliminating? Am I guiding my thoughts to thoughts that I need to be adding into my life? Thoughts of God, thoughts of Scripture, thoughts of biblical principles. And am I girding myself, girding my mind up for the battle that I'm facing each and every day? How can I keep my mind focused on God? With every head bowed and every eye closed, let's pray. And we'll be done. Thanks for listening. If this lesson is helpful to you, feel free to share it with someone else or let us know by emailing us at crosspoint at franklinroad.org. You can also check us out at frbc underscore crosspoint on Instagram and Twitter. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.